We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. What's up, Packer fans? Welcome into the Pack a Day podcast. I'm your host Andy Herman. You can follow me on Twitter at Andy Herman NFL. Uh, you can follow the podcast at Pack a Day Podcast. And thank you as always for joining me. So today. I figured I would do something that I've been meaning to do for a very long time because I get asked this question around this time each year. Maybe fairly often is a little bit aggressive, but I definitely get asked this on Twitter, um, you know, on more than one occasion to say the least. So my topic today is going to be going into training camp and more importantly, if you're new to the Packers training camp experience or maybe you don't spend a lot of time in Green Bay or the Green Bay area, what are some of the things that you as a fan or as a visitor to Green Bay want to make sure that you do while you're at Packers training camp. Now, I am somebody who is basically born and raised in Green Bay. Technically, I was born in Manitowoc, which is just a little bit south of Green Bay, but I literally moved to Green Bay about two weeks later, Um, went to college in Oshkosh, which is again about an hour south of Green Bay, spent about a year and a half to two years in Madison. Uh, But outside of that, I've basically been in Green Bay my entire life um, and obviously have been a Packer fan for pretty much forever, been going to training camp practices for just about forever. Um, So I do have some insight into this, not only um, as somebody who obviously covers the team, but who has been a fan for a very long period of time, who who has lived in the city for a very long period of time. So I'm going to be going through everything today from you know, tips and tricks, what to watch at a Packers practice, you know, where to get food, drink, you know, what to do, what are the the Packer themed things that you want to make sure you hit while you're in Green Bay, you know, some things to do as a visitor to the Green Bay area, all of those sort of things I'm going to hit on today. So let's kick things off right away with just some general tips and tricks that you want to be aware of. So first of all, you can find the full training camp schedule on the Packers website. You're going to want to make sure to check that just to make sure you obviously know the dates when they're practicing, things like that. But remember, training camp opens Wednesday, July 28th. Um, There's only one weekend practice. So there's only one Saturday practice, and that is July 31st, and no Sunday practices that will be open to the public. 
remember that I know obviously it's, you know, if you're in Green Bay or around the area, you know, it's easier to come on the weekends because you, you don't have to take off of work and things like that. But remember the weekend practices generally tend to be busier. So if you do go to a weekend practice, and again, there's only one this year, July 31st, make sure to go early to secure a spot make sure that you can get there. Practices generally you know, even if they fill up early, people are kind of coming and going, doing a variety of different things. So at some point in practice, even if you're running late, you're likely going to get a spot, but it's usually not going to be a premium spot and it may be difficult to see things. And it just kind of is a hassle if you're not there early and you have to fight to get a spot and things like that. So um, if you're going to that Saturday practice, make sure to get there early. Obviously, Friday practices tend to be a little bit busier as well. So if you can hit one of those midweek ones, Tuesday, Wednesday, those tend to be a little bit less. Um, and usually as camp goes, on, um, you know, especially towards the end of training camp, attendance goes down a little bit as well. Um, so you can, you know, potentially get better seats and things like that and have it just not be quite as crowded during that time. Um, another thing to kind of keep an eye out for is padded practices. Now, unfortunately, this isn't usually something that they disclose ahead of time, but sometimes if you at least pay close enough attention, you can see if they've had recent padded practices or if they haven't. Remember that to start training camp, they can't do padded practices right to begin with. So usually those first few days will not be padded. Maybe that maybe that third or fourth day, they finally get into shell, you know, shells or something a little bit more after that. But um, you know, it's, it's, they're usually not padded practices to begin training camp. And I believe actually they cannot be. So, um, you know, the, if you're going to those first couple days, especially know that those will not be padded practices. And if, you know, ideally you want to see the more pads, the better. They're usually doing more things, you know, scrimmaging or not scrimmaging, but more, you know, 11 on 11, things like that a little bit more. So, um, you know, if you can get to one that has an actual padded practice, um, those are tend to be a little bit better, more physical, fun practices. And again, um, the first couple usually cannot be padded practices. Um, this may seem simple. This may seem dumb, but make sure to wear sunscreen and make sure to have you know something to hydrate with, water, etc. They do usually have a little like um, you know concession stand right outside of the practice itself. So if you forgot to bring something, also there's a gas station. Uh, if you're walking into practice, there's a gas station right by the practice field as well. So you could always pick something up. That's usually my go-to. Usually pick up uh, something to bring in and, and drink during the practice. But um, that's definitely something that you're going to um, want available. Um, also, the, if, if you're somebody who's going and wants to be tweeting out or messaging your friends, make sure you've got a pretty good battery life as well. Um, just because again, you've got a few hours that you're usually going to be sitting there during practice. Um, and if you want something to do, especially during some of the dead periods, make sure that you've got a fairly good battery. And, and a lot of times the sun is screaming right down on those bleachers and it can be very, very hot. So again, make sure you have sunscreen, make sure you've got something to drink. May seem simple, but it pays off. Trust me. Um, there have been times where I've got there, realized I forgot sunscreen, and it is usually not great the next day. Um, again, get there early to secure a spot. Pray for good weather. If there's any sort of inclement weather at all, they're going to move things inside the Hudson Center. And if they move things inside the Hudson Center, practice will be closed to the public and you won't be able to attend. So if you've got, you know, flight tickets to come in or if you're making the trek up, check that weather first uh, to see if it's supposed to be good weather because again, if there's any lightning, any heavy you know, rain, whatever, they have the ability to move things indoors. And a lot of times they will 
with any sort of real inclement weather. So um, again, pray for good weather. And then also remember no video. So you can take pictures, um, you know, you can obviously go and watch practice. It's free to attend, but you cannot take videos of practice. You cannot post videos on social media. You cannot live stream practice. So just kind of be aware of that as you're heading to practice. Before I jump into this a little bit more, one other thing that I do want to say here and just kind of interject is training camp is the one that usually gets all the buzz. And I realize OTAs and mini camps this year were not open to the public for obvious reasons with COVID and everything else. But something to keep in mind moving forward is I actually think OTAs and mini camps can be a little bit more fun to attend as a fan sometimes than training camp. Training camp has become almost a little bit more of a spectacle and something that's like, you know, everyone's going to, and you've got to wait sometimes to get a seat, you know, there. And it just becomes, sometimes it can get to be a lot. And like I said, a little bit more of a spectacle. Usually you've got the bikes and the autographs and, you know, all these different events going on and it's just busy. It's a little bit more hectic. And for me personally, um, I usually like the, you know, kind of the quietness and the calmness of the OTAs and mini camps. And usually a lot of time that's your first chance to get to see some of these rookies and the free agents that they signed. Um, so I think a lot of times people think of like training camp as the, you know, I, I got to go to training camp, got to go to training camp. And they don't pay as much attention to those open practices for uh, mini camps and OTA, or, uh, mini camp and OTA. Uh, but those are really fun to attend as well. And I actually really like attending those. So if you're somebody who maybe doesn't like the big crowd or the big spectacle or you know don't want to have to fight to get a seat maybe you just want to see the Packers a little bit more up close like OTAs and mini camps really great to attend again I know they were closed to the public this year but moving forward hopefully those are open and those are a really great opportunity to get to see your favorite team as well now back to training camp so likely, we don't know a million percent the details as of yet, but it's very likely that this is not going to be a normal training camp. There may be some specific protocols, you know, and more importantly, it doesn't look likely that they're going to have the bikes, you know, and it doesn't look likely that there's probably going to be autographs because players need to stay away from the fans due to health and safety protocols and everything like that. So this does not seem like it's going to be a fully normal training camp. But in case you're listening to this in the future, hopefully after all COVID concerns are aside and everything is back to normal, um, you know one of the things that you have to be a little bit cognizant of, and I'll be totally transparent here. I'm not an expert at this because usually I am going right in, getting a, a seat, and making sure that I have you know the, the actual uh, you know seat secured for practices, but there's a few different things going on. So if you've got kids that want to, you know, do biking and, and set up your bikes for a packer to potentially bike them down to practice, you have to kind of have somebody set up there to kind of help with that. And I'll be, again, totally honest. I'm not an expert at that. I never had a packer ride my bike or I never brought my bike when I was a kid. And um, my kids have not done that yet. Um, my oldest um, is seven. And so he would have been six last year. Um, you know, when COVID hit. So um, just wasn't the right age. And my youngest is obviously, you know, quite a bit younger than that would have been two the last time they were doing bikes. So I'm not an expert on the bikes, but you've got the bikes up top. You've kind of got the end of the bikes with potentially some autographs stuff at the bottom. And then you've got obviously practice where you want to try to secure your seat. So if you're going on different days, maybe one day you try to do the bikes, maybe one day you try to do the autographs, one day you try to just secure seats for practice, or you split duties up and somebody is securing the spots for practice. Somebody's focusing on the bikes or autographs or whatever, but there's different things going on. And it's difficult for if you're a family or whatever going, 
um, and you're trying, you can't really do all three simultaneously. Definitely recommend in a normal season, making sure at some point you get to see the experience of the Packers biking down, you know, grabbing the kids' bike, biking with the kids. It is so fun to see. So definitely recommend that. But again, if it's just you, that can mean that you don't get into the actual seating part until that all happens, which means that you could be back in line or, you know, not get an immediate seat or get a poor seat. So there's kind of this juggling balancing act of what you want to do. So just kind of be aware of that. Um, and then, you know, you there's also some opportunities for, you know, autographs towards the end, but again, that fills up very quickly. So again, you just have to kind of figure out what you want to prioritize. Do you want to be by the autographs? Do you want to be by the bikes? Do you want to be at the practice and kind of figure things out from there? Um, again, the earlier you can get there to secure a seat, the better, the better spot that you can get. Um, and again, remember that a lot of these training camp practices specifically can get very crowded. So, um, you know, just be kind of prepared for that and again, get there early. Um, also remember this year that there are going to be joint practices with the New York Jets. So those are usually going to be a little bit more intense. You get to see a different team. It's going to be more competitive. They're usually going to be wearing pads. So if you want something a little bit more competitive, um, the 18th and 19th of, of August are going to be joint practices with the New York Jets. So that's definitely something that um, can be a little bit more fun to attend. The Texans won, uh, you know, the last time they did, it was absolutely great to see the competitiveness. So um, joint practices with the Jets on the 18th and 19th. So what are some things that you actually want to watch when you're there? I've mentioned this before, but take a day if you can. If you're going to multiple days of practice, take one day and just watch Jair Alexander and Devontae Adams, as much of them as you can, because these two players practice like insane professionals that do everything they can to get better. Everything has great detail. They're helping their teammates. They usually want to go up one-on-one against each other in some of the, the different um, you know drills that they're working on. Just two phenomenal Packers who are experts at their craft, who go about everything the right way, who are in the prime of their career. Just do everything you can to take some time out to watch those two players specifically. Um, Obviously, and I don't necessarily need to tell anybody this, but those team activities are the more fun ones to watch. So if you get some seven on seven, some 11 on 11s, anything with, you know, usually, I don't know if they're going to do any live tackling like they did a season ago when there was no preseason. But if you get some live tackling periods with some of the younger players towards the end, those can be a lot of fun. So keep an eye out for the team activities. The quarterback drills are always fun to watch. And then let's just be real here for a second. If Aaron Rodgers, if and when he does show up to training camp this year, there is a realistic possibility that this could be his last training camp in Green Bay, regardless of what happens. You know, next year, whether he demands a trade next year or Green Bay looks to trade him next year, even if things get resolved this year and he shows up this year, a lot of people believe that the logical trade point for Aaron is next offseason, one way or the other. And that because of that, or even if Rodgers decides to retire, who knows, right? But if he's here at this training camp, this could be his last training camp as a Green Bay Packer. And you're watching a MVP, Super Bowl champion, absolute legend, one of the greatest of all times to ever throw a football. You want to kind of soak that in a little bit. So if in fact this is Rodgers' last training camp, even if it's not, it's one of his last, right? So enjoy those those practice moments with Aaron Rodgers as you know, while you can, uh, if he's there, because 
they may not be happening for very much longer. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So, Andy, where do you want to sit slash stand if you do get to a Packers practice? Now, this is all relative, and you may have your own preferences based on this, but practice can get pretty spread out. There's 90 guys or ish, depending on how many guys are off or injured on a given day, but about 90 guys practicing. Um, my go-to, there's this little like crow's nest type stand where you can actually stand up um, and you know there's a railing there you can kind of lean up against. If you get there early enough and if it's open, that is the best place if you want to be able to see everything. In fact, I've actually thought about this. I think that actually might be better than what the credential media gets any access to on the other side because you have great height. You're in that front row and you can kind of see everything all at once when you're even the credentialed side of the media, if you're lower to the ground as a fan, you don't necessarily have that height to be able to see everything and you kind of just get what's in front of you at times. So if you can get there and you want to see everything, go to that crow's nest, get the front row and you know try to get uh, some, some standing room uh, so that you can kind of see everything that happens all at once. It's right in the middle of the practice field. So if anything's happening on one side or the other side or right in the middle, you can kind of see all of it. If you can't get there, I, I really prefer, again, t- more towards the middle, one of the back rows, uh, because again, you can stand up, you can see everything, and it makes things quite a bit easier. Now, if you want to sit down, if you have a family you know, that you're going with, those sort of things, you know, just find a good spot. Um, you know, usually where, you know, you try to find it by kind of the middle end zone period. That's where they do a lot of the team drills and just kind of camp out and you see what you see, whatever you don't, you don't, but you're just there to kind of relax, have fun, enjoy it. And, um, you know, just kind of get a good seat, sit down and and enjoy the rest of the, the, the practice. But, um, if you're looking to really see everything back row or that little crow's nest is a, a really nice area to kind of stand and be able to see everything in. Um, now let's kind of, I think that kind of does it mostly for the actual training camp period itself. Um, but there's obviously a ton of other things to do. Let's start. And I know that maybe I don't have the the best reputation when it comes to food, but I do know good restaurants. I may not know always, or I may not have the best palate, but I do know good restaurants. So let's talk about some restaurants in the Green Bay area that you may want to hit up while you're in Green Bay. 
certainly some Packers themed restaurants. You've got the 1919 Kitchen and Tap right within Lambeau Field. Um, the food's fine. Um, it's just kind of more of a cool experience that you're actually eating inside the Lambeau Field, the atrium, everything like that. So getting to see the atrium, getting to go in there, eat everything is is pretty cool. Um, and obviously, again, it's very Packer themed. Um, Tavern in the Sky right across the street at Lodge Kohler, a little bit more of a fancy restaurant, but a great place to go. Great drinks. Um, you know, solid food. But the cool thing here is again, up top, you have this view of Lambeau Field. Um, there's some seating outside if you want to get a drink outside. Um, you know, so, some some cool things to do, but like right there is Lambeau Field as you're sitting at this restaurant. So you've got this, I think it's on the fifth floor um, of the Lodge Kohler and you've got this great view of Lambeau Field. Um, Hagemeister Park, more of a Packer themed restaurant. Downtown Green Bay um, is another Packers themed restaurant. Some Green Bay cult favorites, Kroll's West, right again, right near the stadium, uh, you know, Butterburger, uh, milkshakes, all that stuff, cheese curds. Um, that is definitely one of the, the cult favorites. It's not your it's not your five-star restaurant. This is more dive restaurant type food, but definitely a, a cult favorite. I think mostly for Green Bay locals, it's not like, I don't even know the last time I've been to Kroll's, but it's one of those that people seem to know and want to go to. Again, the food's fine, but it's definitely one of those cult, you know, classic type restaurants, if you will. Chili John's is another one. This is another one where more of just kind of a dive. And I actually don't know that I've ever been to Chili John's itself. I've had the chili. The chili's phenomenal. You can actually get chili, Chili John's chili in the grocery stores. Also phenomenal. Um, but I don't know that I've actually ever been in the restaurant, but um, it's on, uh, it's, it's kind of on Packerland. It's sort of near the stadium, not too far. Um, but phenomenal chili. And that's again, John Madden always used to talk about chili John's chili. So again, another one of those cult favorites and a couple other cult favorite places in green Bay, Al's hamburger pancake place would definitely hit that list. Um, you know, those are two places that, uh, again, very well known breakfast for pancake place, obviously. And then Al's hamburger for you guessed it, hamburgers. Supper club. You want to hit the supper club scene. There's a plenty of supper clubs. Everyone has their favorite. Mine is further away, so this may not be the best one, but the chalet as you kind of head head up towards the Door County area, kind of um, as you're going towards like Bayshore Park. Again, probably a little bit too far of a distance, but that is my favorite supper club in the area. Um, but plenty of supper club options if you want to get you know, that true Wisconsin supper club experience, as well as you know your old fashions and everything like that. Um, not uh, usually super, it's busy, but not like insanely busy, not all that well known. Again, it's a little bit of a drive, so it's not one that's, you know, always insanely busy, but uh, the Chalet is my favorite supper club in the Green Bay area. If you want to get a little bit more fancy, play Bistro in Green Bay. I'm not debating this at this point. Play Bistro in Green Bay is the best restaurant in Green Bay. Um, and then uh, Chives uh, towards kind of like the Howard area. Um, is you'll see Packer players there from time to time. Aaron Rodgers used to go to Chives quite a bit. Um, that is also another top restaurant in Green Bay in the Green Bay area. Hinterland Brewery right in the Titletown district is fantastic. Um, they've got really, really great food. And uh, that's another option. And then the Republic Chop House, which is the Republic Chop House is a little bit more of like it's great food, but people have more strong opinions on if they like it or not. I always, I've always had great food at the Republic, but um, definitely more of a, a, a top end, you know, steakhouse 
uh, type experience, but really, really great food. And then if you're looking for more your general fare, you know, the stadium district uh, on Holmgren Way and Doozy's Stadium View, those are always favorites for Packer fans that are heading up in that area as well. What are some other Packer-themed activities that you may want to do um, while you're in Green Bay? Of course, you've got the Lambeau Field Stadium Tours. You've got the Packers Hall of Fame. Um, You have to stop, of course, in the Packers Pro Shop. You will leave spending way more money than you expected to, but you'll be happy at the same time because it's just fun going in there and seeing all the different Packers stuff. Um, The new Titletown District, they did such a great job on. So many different activities to do there. It's a great outside area. Again, if you want to get food at the same time, Hinterland's there. You can go to the Tavern in the Sky. Um, There's a lot of different things. They've also got other couple like smaller restaurant uh, or food options that are right there. The playground area for kids is phenomenal. Um, You've got the Packers Heritage Trail. You've got the Oneida Nation Walk of Legends. Um, You can actually go see the Lambeau Cottage, which is on UWGB grounds. Um, You you can go check out, I don't know like how much you can actually check out City Stadium, but if you go to East High School, you can at least see the football stadium from the outside if you want to see classic old Packers City Stadium. Um, And then Bayshore Park as well is another great one where the Packers used to practice many moons ago. Some other things to do around Green Bay, especially if you have kids, Bay Beach Amusement Park is a fantastic amusement park where I can take my two kids and spend like four hours there, get food, go on rides, do everything. And for the three of us, it's like 20 bucks. Like it's just insanely cost effective to be able to go. They've got uh, the Zip and Pippin, which is a roller coaster, ton of different rides. And it's just, again, it's so cost friendly and affordable and the kids will have a blast. Um, so definitely check out that, uh, the new zoo, um, more and again, the Howard type Swamico area, really nice zoo. In fact, I know the Milwaukee zoo in Milwaukee gets a, a ton of publicity. There's a few more animals, but, um, the cost again for the new zoo is way less. If you have younger kids, like the, it, the, the animals are spaced better. Like they're not as far apart as they are at the Milwaukee zoo. Um, I just think it actually is a more fun and kind of just, well-rounded experience. If, and if you have younger kids, you know exactly what I'm talking about because they want to go from one animal to the next, see it. All right, let's go to the next thing. They've got some playgrounds. They've got a petting zoo. Again, very cost-effective. It's another great thing to do in Green Bay. You've got the Railroad Museum, the Wildlife Sanctuary, the Neville Public Museum as well. So definitely plenty to do. And again, if you've got kids, Bay Beach, New Zoo, great options to do while you're maybe waiting for practice or once practice is over. Another thing that I highly recommend if you're going to spend some time in the Green Bay area, maybe you're going to be in for a week, something like that. If you have time, make sure to get out to Door County. Door County in summer is absolutely beyond gorgeous, surrounded by water. Um, The number one thing to do, Wild Tomato voted best pizza in Wisconsin. Highly, highly recommend it. But make sure you get the chicken tenders as well, because I think they actually have the best chicken tenders that I've tasted in the state as well. So the food is beyond phenomenal. Uh, Both of them are great. There's two locations. The Sister Bay one is fun because it's right by the Sister Bay Beach, which there's tons of things to do there. You can get your pizza and your chicken and whatever else. And then you can go to the park, eat right in the park. And it's just an absolute blast. Um, under the radar restaurant in Door County is Chef's Hat. 
It used to be in De Pere a long time ago, was one of our favorite restaurants. It moved to Ephraim in Door County. And it's just this quaint, quiet restaurant. There's not always a ton of people there. Um, gorgeous view, sit outside, get the food, and just it's phenomenal. Simon's Creek Winery, my favorite winery. Now, I will tell you, I know nothing about wine, but the actual location itself is gorgeous. Um, so I love going there. Got to go to Bayside Tavern for a Bloody Mary, Peninsula State Park, White Gull Inn for breakfast, Al Johnson's to see the goats on the top of the building. Um, and then, you know, Door County Brewing uh, as well is fantastic. So plenty to do in Door County. I could do a full, probably 30 minute episode just on things to do in Door County. But if you're going to be in town for any period of time, take the what hour-ish track up to Door County. They have a outdoor theater, which is great. Um, just lots to do there. That's a ton of fun. Speaking of breweries, Green Bay certainly does not lack for breweries. It's definitely been booming. Um, Anape Brewery, Badger State Brewery, Copper State, Hinterland, Noble Roots, Stillmank, Titletown Brewery, and now Zambaldi as well. Um, Badger State is awesome. It's right by the stadium. They've got a great outdoor seating area. They've got food trucks there from time to time. The brewery inside is great. Like that, that's one of my favorites. Um, and then it's definitely worth te- checking out Titletown as well. Titletown has a rooftop tap that is really cool. You can see downtown Green Bay. You can you know you can see just about everything in Green Bay. Um, it's a really cool location. Good beer, good drinks, um, and really nice location up on the. Um, up on the the rooftop. So definitely recommend that as well. And then last but not least, definitely some sporting events to check out. You're obviously checking out Packers training camp. So maybe you want to check out some other sporting events. The Packers charity baseball game will be held at the Timber Rattler Stadium. That's going to be on August 16th. Donald Driver Charity. I actually, I think that's held at the Timber Rattler Stadium. Don't quote me on that. The Donald Driver Charity softball game for sure is at the Timber Rattler Stadium. That's going to be August 22nd. The Green Bay Booyah have four dates that they play in the same day as a Packers training camp. That's a local baseball team, Northwoods League, July 30th, 31st, August 5th, and August 11th. Um, They play those night games when, you know, so you could go to a Packers practice during the day, check out a Booyah game at night. And then the Wisconsin Timber Rattlers in Appleton, uh, Brewers affiliate, High A Ball. Um, so if you want to check out some potential future Milwaukee Brewers, um, ton of fun to do that. The Timber Rattlers experience is always great. There's a ton of things for kids to do in the stadium. They make things pretty fast paced, um, you know, just with all the different activities that are going on. July 28th, 29th, 30th, 31st, August 11th, 12th, and 14th um, all have matching practice days as well as game days for the Timber Rattlers. I think that's going to do it. That covers most of my Green Bay, Dork County, what to do, what to watch for, what to eat, what to drink, all those sort of things. There's plenty to do. If you ever have questions, reach out to me on Twitter at Andy Herman NFL. My DMs are always open and I'd be happy to answer any questions, but hopefully this gives you a good idea of what to do in Green Bay as you're attending Packers practice, as you're watching training camp, all those sort of things. Of course, there's family night. You can hit up a preseason game for the Packers as well, but there is no shortage of things to do in Green Bay surrounding the Packers, not surrounding the Packers, whatever you want to do, but make a awesome trip of it. And uh, great weather in summer in Green Bay and Door County is amazing. And it makes this time of year really, really fun. Hope springs eternal with the Packers at this time. So uh, it's, it's always a fun time to be a Packer fan and check all this stuff out. Thanks for joining me today. I always appreciate it. Be right back tomorrow with an all new Pack-A-Day podcast. But until next time, and as always, go Pack Go.
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.